0: Welcome to another episode of the Together Podcast, a podcast where two people get together and discuss Magic the Gathering. This is episode 103 with Robert Torres. For anybody paying attention last week, you'll notice that we did not post a podcast up, and that is entirely my fault. I... Did record a podcast with Robert before uh, this one that you're about to hear, and unfortunately it went in a direction that I I was intending for it to go, but after listening to it, I decided that that wasn't what I wanted you to hear. Basically, the idea was that Robert is actually the youngest player in our playgroup, and I was kind kind of trying to exploit that a little bit, and I decided that that wasn't wasn't the right way to go after listening to him talk. I don't think that uh, we give this guy enough credit. He's he's actually really smart. He's been playing for I think over four years now and he knows a lot about the game. And so it really just it wasn't fair to him to to try and exploit him like that and uh, i think that that the podcast that you're about to listen to now is 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 a lot better than than what would have come uh from the previous one so yeah so robert's a great a great guy uh he is still the youngest player in our in our, in our play group which i don't know if if that makes him feel nervous or makes us feel old that that makes for an interesting dynamic but regardless uh there's a lot of information in this podcast we talk about uh, Um, the beginnings uh, getting into magic and you know what what that's what that's like what that looks like for people so yeah I mean uh, besides that uh, we do have a Patreon site coming Uh, if it's not up by now it will be up by the end of the week so if you like what you listen to go by there check us out support us and, and help us keep making awesome podcasts that are a lot of fun hopefully entertaining I know there's a lot of informative podcasts out there a lot of you know Know, tech deck stuff, um, and that's not what I want this podcast to be. I mean, I do want it to be informative to newbies. I also want it to be entertaining to veterans, um, but mostly I just want it to be fun. You know, the game is built around fun, and I think that that's that's really what we try and get back to. So, uh, without further ado, I guess you know, let's just go ahead and let's get started. You have to be like more competitive and whatnot, and. You just you're pulling out candy and I can totally hear it on the microphone right now. <laughs> I mean you puts already out, go ahead and eat it. No. <laughs>
1: was a, it, Text yeah and those, whatever, yeah, whatever has, that
0: early paragraph was <laughs> 5 o'clock in the morning. Well, that's what I do. Actually, a lot of my texting is is because um, I'm up at like three in the morning doing my classes. Uh, so y'all are sending me text messages at like nine o'clock at night, uh, and I'm asleep. Uh, so I don't yeah. see them until I wake up in the morning.
1: <laughs> the perfect, and so we're I, exactly.
0: We're awake at three in the exactly. I'm like, if y'all are gonna text me when I'm asleep, I'm gonna text y'all when y'all are asleep as well. So there you go. Um,
1: it's almost
0: ten. It's like it's like five o'clock. It's like what the heck? Yeah, that's so. That's that's what happened. But um, no, I, I wanted you back because um. The last podcast that we that you and I did, uh, it didn't it didn't turn out like I like I expected it to turn out. I came to an assumption, and the assumption was not accurate at all. Like you know, y- you being the youngest player does not have any weight as far as your experiences, as far as uh-huh. your wisdom about the game, uh-huh. um, and that's kind of what. I was thinking whenever I went into the podcast was well, you know he's gonna be young he's you know he, maybe it'll be fun and talk talk about to talk about that perspective of being the youngest player in a group full of old guys. But since I didn't post it, mm-hmm. um, I want to go back and revisit how you came into magic again.
1: It was with my uh, as my mom's coworker. He'd been playing for a long time. I think since like Chronicles or something. they one of the first sets of magic and he'd play consistently he had a job when he was younger and all his money to that job went to buying magic cards and playing magic he'd play with his friends in class you know and and that was always part of his life he'd go to every pre-release and uh just started talking one day you know we had the same interests. we play the same video games we do a lot of the same things together he's like hey, you play magic together and i was like no i don't know what that is He's like, oh, it's a card game. And he told me about the recent set, you know, Theros, who was uh, Greek mythology inspired and, you know, how great, you know, all the cards are. And he he asked me to go to my first FNM. And I go with him and he says, I got two decks. I have a green white Selesnia deck and a white black Warzone deck. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just take the white green. He's like, white greens are easy, you know, just. Play early creatures and you know play your big drops later and I'm like what is he even talking about I have no idea what these words <laughs> yeah. even mean. Uh, my first match was to a kid younger than me probably like twelve I was fourteen and he was playing mana green, devotion, just broken cards. Devotion was just so stupid during Theros it was just dumb and he's playing these giant monstrosity hydros and I'm like I got a three three vigilant centaur. <laughs> Was, was a charm? <laughs> Watch out, man. <laughs> I'm like, I got it. I got the 3 3 token. Watch out. <laughs> Playing Loxodon. Uh, what was it? It's like 3 mana. But if it's discarded, put it into play for free. And I'm mm-hmm. like,. All right, I'll hard cast it see what happened. 5-4, <laughs> whatever he was, whatever his stats were, whatever he did. I just had no idea what was going you on. You just got rex. No, of course I did. I had no idea what I was doing. One guy played a white-red deck. It was like one of the last games. I've lost like every game.
0: I don't think I beat one person. And he's playing like white-red. So is that... Okay, so was white-red... And Boros. That's what I thought. Okay, so that's and, Boros. Because uh, I see that like with the Fire Song and Sunspeaker. Like I've been yeah, trying to build a deck yeah. with that. My favorite is when... Uh, People don't know the
1: tricolor things, trying mm-hmm. to be like John. And I'm like, no, my god, that's Esper. He doesn't know, he doesn't know, <laughs> nobody knows, nobody knows. He doesn't know. And it was playing Boros, and it was like some like white red attack you, build up his creatures. Like it was just dumb, yeah. I can't, I can't interact with that. Like there was, ugh, there's a card. It's like if, if, if a defending player has less life. I can't remember anymore, but basically they get bigger the weaker you get, and that's what the whole deck was about. And he just murders me. But the store that we were at, which think, was what, by the way, uh, Manifix. It's not around anymore. They'll give you a free pack. Was that There they was here. a really there was, it was a three stores, and they lost a lot of lost a lot of customers to Manifix because they'd give you free packs. Every they time they time have really good deals on their cards. Yeah. And the first pack to open, one of the gods was Karmic God of the Harvest. Like, oh, what? She puts Forest and Plains into play? What? For casting creatures? <laughs> and I'm like, this card's awesome. And uh, he's like, that card's good, man. You know, keep that card. I try to give it to him. You know, because I'm like, I'm not doing this again. He's like, you keep it. This is the start of your collection. I'm like, collection? What are you talking about? And uh, it just went downward from there. just Downward or upward? Downward? No, it went downward in the sense that I try to make a bunch of casual decks mm-hmm. based on the theme of Orzov okay and i tried to make like a celesnya casual deck just around the Carimetra. Mm-hmm. and i was like you know, my friend looked at me he's like these decks are terrible and i'm
0: like oh yeah they're, thanks he's like they can't they can't do anything good in standard uh, yeah that's and yeah. I was like, how long now how long did you take building those decks would you say
1: not that long not that long really after i started okay and um he looks at me, he goes, he's like, if you start playing standard, you know, you got to get standard legal cards and you have to spend a lot of money. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do that, you know, I'll do it. One of the first decks I had was like Red Green Monsters because Fnatic of Zinigos was in uh, standard. And he was just, I love that card so much. I want to get like all the Friday night promos of him because he's just so awesome. I was like, a three, three for three with trample? but wait, there's more. And if you don't pay the devotion, he gets a, he gets plus one, plus one in haste. And Elvish mystic was in standard. So I can bring him out turn two and having a four, four hit you on turn two is dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that was the, that was the crux of what I wanted to do was, was red green monsters. And there was a green draw spell in standard, uh, when cons was, uh, was released in fate or Forge. it was, um, shamanic revelation. And it draws you cards equal to the number of creatures you control for five mana, and you gain four life for each creature you control, power four Breeder. I'm like, oh, that's half my deck. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I need, I have, I need to draw. Like I kept asking my friend, I'm like, what's a good draw spells in standard? He looks at me, he goes, uh, he goes, read the bones. the there was card. and He's great to draw two, at least two. Cool. Like, no, but I'm playing red green. He looks at me, so draw and red green. 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 <laughs> and I'm, he's like, uh, Tormenting Voices wasn't standard. Okay. I had to pitch a card draw to. like, oh, that's kind of dumb, you know? Like, what if I need a card or something? And then I was like, Favorite Forge, what? <laughs> I draw cards, you with creatures? <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> and then I, I basically built this deck around it. During this time, you know, like, I tried to do other decks. Like, I, I made a Mogus deck. It was a red black, it was aggro. And some token synergies. Basically the whole thing was to make enough tokens to sack to Time it, the murdered king, to basically do a bunch of damage and try to kill him with whatever big creatures I didn't sacrifice. And it was good, but it just wasn't it, it wasn't great. You know, I needed more money to put into it to mm-hmm. be really good. There's always some good road like, black aggro decks, you know, brewing around. But I just didn't put enough time or money into it. I'm like I'm like, oh, I got this cool deck, you know, I'm just going to do this. And it wasn't that. It wasn't where it could have been. I started to realize just how hard it is to make a competitive deck without money and standard. And I was like, if I'm going to do this right, you know, I want to homebrew. Most expensive cards... I've always Sylvan in and I mean, Sylvan Carriotid is worth nothing, but he, that card used to be so expensive at one point. I just remember going, this card's gonna go down, this card is not good outside of standard. I have no idea who would play this card. Mm-hmm. It, it has no value, but I'm like, I guess I have to suck it up to try to win F&Ms. I build this red-green deck after red-black failure. I like it a lot, you know, it can do really good. And I go to my first F with it. Some guy was playing Blue Red Artifacts. M fifteen was gross, just for artifact decks. Because they pronounce all artifact and ornithopter. Dark Souls did it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So turn two you'd either have a five five flyer or a five five indestructible creature. And how do you uh, what do you how do you beat those things? Yeah. How do you how do you, what do you do to beat those turn two? I, I don't know. That deck was only around for maybe five months or something because it just rotated out almost immediately with, with Nix or whatever mm-hmm. it just gone after uh, going to the FNM and beating the blue red deck I go to my second opponent and <sighs> he was playing white was white red white green it was only with white those two colors and you know it's pretty back and forth I play all my Polis crushers and xenogoses and all my ramp and he sees basically my whole deck he sighted in a um card card Valorous stance from forged it's like 2 mana target creature gains indestructible or should target creature power forward greater I'm like okay so that's that's my deck I mean, that's how I win fanatic is in a ghost and pulse crusher yeah they all could be 4 power so I'm like okay that's it that's my deck and I lost and I was like oh okay so I guess
0: I'm done. I mean, that does kind of crush your spirits yeah. whenever you spend time making something, you know, and it, and it, d- it doesn't crush. work out. I but I don't. I guess I don't go into yeah like a commander knight with a with, with a deck that I've made uh, thinking that it's going to win. I did homebrew one one deck for standard. I, I hate to use that word because I, uh, I mean, what else do you do if you don't homebrew? Like, what do you net deck? Net deck. You
1: get the the decks that have performed the highest in tournaments and you copy those decks why
0: Be- because those decks work good but that's boring like that is not that that like who like I mean the game's not fun anymore It it's fun if you like winning and those decks win that's the fun but it's not your deck somebody else came up with that yeah you go to the Grand Prix or you go to the Pro
1: Tour everybody has everybody comes out with the same deck okay y'all all didn't share y'all all didn't say here here's my deck before the tournament started there might be slight variations, but it's the same theme overall. Like you're doing the same you, thing. You're it. all doing the same thing. It's not bad in the sense that that you might say it doesn't cause for creativity. Mm-hmm. Like no one's going to break out of the meta because you're not supposed to. Because those decks win. The decks that didn't win, they're 25th, they're 26th place. They're they're not good because they didn't win. Like some guy did a mono black deck. Like I thought about doing that but i wouldn't have got i wouldn't have gotten the first place. I wouldn't have gotten the top 8 in that tour. I would have got 25th place on my a black deck. Cuz you're only going to run this
0: variations of the same deck. I still have to go back to that. Is it really that you're not a good player if your deck looks the same as yes. 40% of the people yes. there? Yes.
1: Cuz you're not a good player.
0: <laughs> that does not that doesn't make sense to me at all. I mean, if your deck is the exact same, it comes down to the luck of the draw. It Comes down to what you ha- what you pulled. No. I no. How does it not? I don't understand that. No,
1: because there was a bunch of Abzan decks. Did they all make top eight? No. There's a bunch of uh, mono red decks. Did they all make top eight in this standard? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. It was like constrictor blue white, blue white with the second sun, and black white vehicles, and like there's a bunch of decks. You know, it wasn't just like hey, I got this thing because you're beating, you're playing a, against a bunch of other net decks, a bunch of other net decks.
0: I mean, I don't, I guess, I guess. I mean, cause you didn't, you didn't build it though. You didn't, it's not about being a player then. It's so about being a builder. It's about,
1: it's about, about winning. <laughs> why well, do you go to those? Why would you go to a Grand Prix if you don't want to win? What's the point?
0: I don't know, man. I just, I just have a hard time understanding. So you spent money to go to a Grand Prix. And I'm not going to. I'm just saying. Yeah.
1: Hypothetical. If you want money to go to a Grand Prix, you're going to build a deck that you don't know if can win without statistics like without verifying that it can win against these other decks that are going to be played against you have to see if the deck wins against in the meta and if it can win and do good then play that play that deck
0: no I get it I get it I understand it I understand the the statistics and everything about it to me I just don't get the player aspect of it then you're not you're not necessarily a player it really does it for me it comes down to the luck of the draw well did you draw the card that you needed no but that guy did and that guy won Mm mm-hmm
1: But I mean, I can think of times where that's happened to me, and I didn't that deck. Yeah, and there's a lot of variables to just besides drawing. It's if this person misplays, do they even know what they're doing? Right?
0: <laughs> but then you still not it still not. It comes down to you being a player. It became, to that person being no, not down not playing you correctly. Being
1: the better player in the sense you didn't make that misplay.
0: You didn't make <laughs> so because you didn't make that misplay. You're, you're a better, better player. player. Yes,
1: <laughs> you didn't mess up, so you won.
0: That makes you a better that's like, player. That's like, that's like run, two people running a marathon, and this person tripped, and you crossed the finish line, and they tripped. Because they can't,
1: they can't run as good in a straight line. That's their problem. You run better in a straight line. They, they, oh. they see that dip. You don't see that dip. They did. That's
0: yes. why you fell. Oh, my God. All right. I guess so. I guess... What? It's the same logic. I guess so. I guess so. That makes sense. Not really, but... Just shake my head and say it does <laughs> <laughs> oh man i get it i guess and, and i don't i don't if guess you, that i'm ever going to be a, a qualifier like
1: i want to i'm gonna have to start doing that because i just i gave up you know like
0: my spirits crushed so you just want a net deck now yeah and i don't i, don't I use really that shit. i use that term like i know what i'm talking about yeah. like all of a sudden I, did, I just and learned and it you and, just you and, just landed, and now i just get, get to throw it, it away
1: throw, throw <laughs> like, <you> it. <laughs> like that's where i'm at
0: right now because yeah. i don't
1: know like i don't know what they do you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a casual, you know, I'm casual and I'm trying to move back in standard. That's what I'm going to have to do. And I'm okay with it. I don't want to spend a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Blue White Historic deck's like, what, 300 something dollars or something? And that's a fun deck. It looks awesome. But yeah. I'm not spending $300 on that deck. I have two of the pieces in that deck. $300 for a deck is absurd to me. It, it's because the standard is going to be expensive. Because... Every mythic in the world is getting played in the standard. And that's not good for prices. Unless Wizard starts the challenger deck start if they print a challenger deck now with all the mythics that are getting played, then it'll go down. Mm-hmm. But if they don't soon, I could see these
0: cards going ridiculously yeah. even more expensive. I guess there's no other way to play really if you want to be professional.
1: No would, you know. No. There there isn't. And those people know what they're doing. Well,
0: they're making. What, yeah, what um, they're making. They know is, they know what they're making. No, I mean like like what they're bringing in like what, what's the what's the price for a, for a for a for a pro tour or something. I don't know, money. Yeah. Cash money a lot of cash. Right, money. but it's it's quite a bit though. Yeah, it's quite a bit of cash money. I can't remember exactly what what the last one was, but it was a lot. Like it was like, "Yeah, hey, you're set for the year." And they used to help them even
1: more, but was it stopped doing that helping the Pro players.
0: What would you do then? Like sponsorships or what? I think you have to do more sponsorships. Because it just to help you out. A great deal. That's weird. That's... Are they still doing that?
1: Well, I know a guy who's sponsored by uh, Star City Games. He
0: buys cards. Sponsorships is the thing? Really? For Magic? Yeah. He'll 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 buy cards for uh, some some game store. Yeah, I'm completely new to this. This is... I can't imagine what a sponsorship for Magic the Gathering looks like that's I, you a part of a group or a do you get your, store do you get your face on posters <laughs> do you do you like they start uh, they start branding you yeah do they, they <laughs> Carlos and then it's like <laughs> that's what I'm
1: like my Carlos is the playman that he is exactly is the playman Carlos is he is that he what they do, like really? Carlos no but they'll have
0: <laughs> like I mean you made it sound like that, that's, that's something that they would do nice.
1: you know but I, like they'll they'll uh, also tokens like with the players names and stuff and they'll promote you on their youtube channels and stuff yeah
0: like I mean you like I, I don't know you, I was I watched critical role for like d d and you know they're selling like their their dice or whatever uh, like their dice set okay and those things are like always oh, sold out so I don't see that that being so far off, like what you're talking uh, about, like oh, using my playmat. Yeah. Like here's the playmat I use here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, people are buying critical like dice with critical roll written on it uh, or whatever, and they're yeah. like selling like hotcakes, yeah, yeah. you know? That's crazy to me. But it's
1: just what happens with anything. Like yeah. anything competitive like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we could talk about some some insider trading if you want to. If you want to talk about tinfoil hat type stuff, <laughs> we're
0: gonna talk about insider trading. And what are you talking okay. about? Where are we going right okay, now? These, these big
1: <laughs> box stores, the ones who promote people, they have a lot of money. Uh-huh. Because they sell lots of cards, right? Yes. And you remember Eternal Masters, right? Mm-hmm. The Master Set. Yes. Reprinted. Uh, they reprinted Force of Will, right? before the announcement of Force of Will. Star City Games started selling their Force of Wills on sale, basically. They sent them at a discount price. And so everybody's like, great, I got these Force of Wills, awesome, I got, you know, these Force of Wills on for cheap, you know, I can, you know, start playing my decks. I want to play. Lo and behold, a few weeks later, they announced Force of Wills getting reprinted in Eternal Masters. So you just bought a card that was just about to get reprinted. How does that make you feel? And why did Star city games do this? Why would you start selling Force of Will's out of nowhere? Yeah,
0: but they they were just like, hey, you know, we give people good deals. Yeah, you know, whatever you got to do to make a penny, right?
1: Yeah, but they had to know something. There's something under
0: there. Uh, that's what I'm saying. They knew. They yeah. just decided, hey, this is to do it. it's, it's justified. I'm not sure why not. Yeah, I mean, I'm making a podcast about MT, MTG and hoping that it makes money. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not, nothing
1: wrong with that. No. Like we're providing
0: a service. That was a plug-in for the Patreon, by the way, that that's going up this week too. <laughs> Terrible. know, <laughs> right. Go and check it out. But it'd be different
1: <laughs> if wizards gave you like some type of special treatment. If you had some secret information before everyone else had the information, then I'd be wary, you know, like I'd be really like, what? Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's you know, not normal. And, um, like as far as the financial side's concerned going back to the overall theme there's no money in standard unless you get rid of all your cards like four months in advance and then like nobody's having fun standard
0: so what is a good entry point for I think years? it's standard okay but like you you had no idea what you were doing when you first went so I had you know. no idea what I was doing but I had to learn it I had to learn the interactions with the cards and what they do so that I guess I guess that for me that that's that's intimidating to have that to have, to know that there's but, people out there who have that mindset like
1: standard's the right place to start you know it's it's the interactions aren't ridiculously broken
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're not ridiculously complicated that might be too complicated in commander for a beginner at the very least if you're just gonna start playing commander and go oh I know all these interactions I know how all these cards interact no you don't nobody does I don't understand. So standard is where you should start. I think you should start. FNMs with or? Start FNMs. Okay. And and doing those things and, and and playing
0: the game and learning how to have fun playing the game and learning how to win. Do you find that the groups at FNMs are welcoming enough? Like that, you know, if a new player came in and was like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing, that there would be a lot of patience? Well, I can't
1: speak for, because I haven't played standard in a while, but I do do drafts. It's the same, group. and they're really welcoming. Like they're really nice, you know. People as far as standard, there's one lady who was playing uh, a blue-black control deck, and um, like I was, I was kind of new. Like I, I've been out of standard for a little bit, and I was like, oh okay. I was a card that made me shuffle or something. Something to do with my library, and like I thought she was done with her turn, and I just drew. She's like, what are you doing? You know, like I'm playing Like I'm playing. It's my turn. She's like, I'm not done. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you just played something. You're done. That's what you do. You just play
0: <laughs> something and you pass. <laughs> and you're done. You get one you card get and one that's card, it. You one card that's it. You're done.
1: <laughs> and she was like, really like, oh, you know, offended that I did something. And I was like, okay, I'll just put the card in the bottom or I forget what I... So
0: what did she want you to do? Because that, that would be an awkward situation. Like you can't just put the card back because you yeah, already know what it, it is. Yeah, like, so she's like, put it down. Like in a discard or she let you put it at the bottom of your deck.
1: No, at the bottom of my deck. So okay. I was like, okay. And I was like, all right. The, the game went on for so long because I was playing a deck. And it was a teamer deck. I tried to do that just for one of them. spent like $20 on it. Uh, she couldn't counter any of my creature spells, but she could kill them. And basically, at that point, so late in the game, you get frustrated with a control deck because she had no closer. Like, she, she, I guess she wasn't drawing her finisher because, like, I still had stuff that I was playing and she'd still kill it. And so I'm sitting here like, can you can you do something? Like, I, I'm playing what I can do and you're killing it, but you're not doing anything else. Like, I'm getting frustrated. So I started misplaying and she got frustrated. So I was like, okay, well, can you kill me? And finally, I finally lost. I remember just shaking my head and just going, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm done.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about getting into Commander, and... <laughs> I think it's the best pre-con deck that Wizards makes. What? What is? The pre-con Commander decks. Oh, okay. The pre constructed decks. Do they make pre constructed standard decks? The Challenger decks, and they did, oh, a, yeah, yeah, they yeah. did a modern deck okay. a long time ago. Okay. That's honestly the only reason that I got into Magic was because Jude was like, hey, I think they have commander decks over at the store. And so I was like, okay, cool. So we went over, I, I found yeah. one. I didn't have to put anything in it. It was ready to go. Mm-hmm. I went and played Magic with them that night and I lost, but it was, at least I learned, I wanted the pre-con. I learned the components of the game, you know? Um, but you were playing before you played with a precon, right? Exactly. Yeah, see, so I had no I had idea really- what any of the intricacies of Magic were. Um, so, so that, going in and buying a pre deck it would be not only the best way to enter into the game but i think that you had mentioned that also it was like find more financially sensible than building like a $100 deck or something or
1: um, when it comes to commander you just you can't be the value of what the commander decks offer you just what the preconstructed deck, what decks the pre-constructed decks offer okay as far as as far as cards that will get played in the future mm-hmm. as far as cards that might get played in the eternal formats as far as just overall fun you can have with those decks
0: is just a whole lot more than well when you only paid like 25 bucks for it and you're or, and you're being competitive with it it's yeah that is fun and you can make a return on your investment whereas <laughs> if, like, <laughs> if you spend 200 dollars on a deck and you're failing in it miserably that's if not you go fun net deck to go to a grand prix and you lose all your game say net deck one more time
1: he <laughs> <laughs> spent five dollars for the blue light historic deck and you lost because you don't know what you're doing yeah because jude was like Oh, I want to build Lantern Control, and I sat there and I looked at him and I go, "You don't know how to play Lantern Control. Nobody does, because <laughs> it's it's
0: hard. <laughs> it's a hard deck to do." What is it? What does it consist of? Because I don't I don't know what that is actually.
1: Lantern of Insight is the main card. Do you play with the top card of your library? build? not in effect for like one minute. And you do like hand disruption. You rid of all the stuff in their hand, and you play Kodak Shredder, which is target player mills no, and no, then the top card yeah and uh and bridge so they can't attack you because they have so many you know, have so little cards in your hand or... basically you get rid of all their threats and you make sure they can't attack you to the point where you know what the top card of their library is and with codex ready you make a mill so it's oh lightning bolt oh they can shock me okay that's on the bottom with one of my codex readers oh it's another lightning bolt bolt okay on the bottom oh it's a land great put it in your hand draw it I don't care and that's you, so you're you're playing you're, their game. You're before, playing their game, game for them. Yeah. You choose what they draw, and you win by milling them out. And they they can't do anything at that point. Okay,
0: that's the deck. Uh-huh. and it takes a I, while to build up. As like, like as anybody in our group ever played? No, I think the only person probably capable of it would be Thornhill. And it just. You have to know what you're doing. Yeah. You have to know when to what to make them discard, when to make them discard, and when to play your artifact. But see, Thornhill is one of those people where he wouldn't make that deck because he doesn't he doesn't like I like that decks level of like control. That. Yeah, it'd be terrible. Yeah, and make he's the over game here making dinosaurs. Program. Yeah, a bunch of people in the face. <laughs> he's not or goblin decks. He loves not, goblin he's, decks he's,
1: too. He's not <laughs> making people look at their hand and make them discard <laughs> and choosing what they play.
0: Yeah, he like he that's, likes
1: that's the deck. Yeah, that's the modern deck that's I really like. I think it's cool. 'Cause it's just so different. But yeah, like starting out with those commander decks, um, those precons, it's just a good investment. I think it's really fun. Like some of the cards they see play. Yeah. Like Tuning Nemesis, Containment Priest, they see a lot of play and they're really good. And Cyclonic Rift and the Mono Blue deck is Cyclonic Rift. (laughs) It's always gonna get played in Commander to the end of time.
0: I think that card comes out at least once in every game. Our, our, oh, every yeah. Games, yeah. It's, it's too good.
1: You can't how do you beat it?
0: Yeah. Besides countering it. Um It makes sense though. And and so the precons are are Great value for thirty five bucks. Great value. A good way to go, like, just to have fun. I yeah. mean, because Commander's always going to be casual anyway, I think. Yeah. Unless well, it's definitely a competitive Commander. Which yeah. is just a conversation I don't want to have because it's just so terrible. <laughs> I, you're, I think you're the second person to say that, though, who's talked about, like, competitive Commanders. Just, no. Just, so well, I think, they, we, I think one day we are going to have to have that conversation, like you and I Sam. think it was Jared. Was it Sam? Was it Sam? It was it Sam? Yeah, was it was Sam. Sam. Yeah. It's, it's just, tough. I'm going to step away from the mic, and I'm going to let y'all two talk it out. It's <laughs> is not fun. <laughs> so And playgroups like that, then I hope you have fun
1: playing with them. <laughs> and I don't think that anybody would enjoy I don't. It wouldn't be considered no, a playgroup. No, they would. They would. They would like it because it forces you to become become competitive and you have fun being
0: competitive. You have fun winning. But then you can't go back to your playgroup and play. You know what I mean? Because then you're... you're no, you're,
1: your playgroup is that. I'm saying if that's your playgroup yeah. and that's people we've been playing with the longest and you've been hanging out with them the longest, then that's who you are now. That's nothing wrong with that because that's what your playgroup
0: does. I guess. I guess so. I mean... I, I understand that I understand There's, there are players like that out there and I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna say oh don't be that person but I am gonna say that like that definitely limits who you can play with and, and enjoy playing with
1: well, yeah, like if you go up to you and a guy's playing competitive commander and you play with a commander, like he's just going to win. Yeah. And he's, that's he's not going to win. Just,
0: and is that really going to be fun for him? Because I'm not a, I'm not a good player. No, you won't be competitive. And it won't be fun for so me because go, right, I, won. I, I get it. Know. If people want to take the next step up, and, and that's fine. Um, I, I don't see myself ever ever getting to that point. Um, and more power to those people that that do play that way because yeah. if, if that's fun for them, then they, do it. Yeah. Um, but cool, man. Well, I think that's all the time that we have for today. But uh, I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else that you want to talk about before before we close it up? Well, we talked about we had we hit every point. I, I think know, so. I think we talk about wrap it up there. Then, well, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, go and check out our Patreon site. Become supporters of the podcast. Uh, we we do this uh, in hopes that you are enjoying what you're listening to. But in the meantime, remember that it is just a game.